0: this week am more than just a trophy wife.
1: First things first, find your why. Establish your, again, own identity outside of, you know, your relationship. And just sometimes just find your own identity outside of other people's expectations for you. I think, you know, as a WAG, there's a lot of expectation that's placed on you and there's a lot of stereotyping. And I think it's important for you to find your identity outside of that.
0: Hey, it's Isabella Levy, business mentor, speaker, and the host of More Than Just a Trophy Wife, a podcast where we talk all things reality, riches, and relationships. Let's get to it. Hey guys, and welcome back to More Than Just a Trophy Wife. Today, I am joined by WAG's Atlanta star, Kiara Anderson-Douglas, a mom, wife to former NFL player, Harry Douglas, and serial entrepreneur, who runs a talent agency, dance studio, and owns a fitnesswear brand called S2. She's got it all going on, and today she is joining us to share, really, how she all does it. Kiara, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to speak with you today. I cannot wait. So it is safe to say from the conversations that we have already had, you have a lot going on in your life. And I can see how much commitment and also discipline that must take to really be able to be the mom, be the wife and own all the businesses and run the businesses as well. So where did that discipline and commitment originally come from?
1: Wow. Okay. So I definitely have a lot on my plate, a whole lot. Sometimes I I have to ask myself, am I crazy? What do I have going on over here? But I would have to credit that to my mom, honestly, it's just in just in my upbringing and, you know, the way I was raised. Um, I have a family full of entrepreneurs, and my mom is very business-minded. She worked in corporate for like 30 years. So I kind of got a lot of my business sense and just knowledge and some of my discipline from her. Growing up, I was already, I was always involved in a lot of activities. And I think that's now why I'm used to being so busy. Like I did cheerleading, I did modeling, I did gymnastics. I you know, was senior class president. I was in beta club, national you know, I was just in a whole lot of activities. And mm-hmm. I that push came from my mom. Like, honestly, if it was up to me, I'm, I'm really introverted. Mm-hmm. And I don't like to kind of, you know, be outside of my bubble or comfort zone or push myself and, you know, engage with activities that have to do with a lot of people. Um, So I would have to say my mom, like over the years, just really pushed me to, you know, kind of come out of my comfort zone and do different things and activities. And so I was really, really busy growing up. And I think that was kind of, is what kind of gave me the discipline and the drive to want to do things mm-hmm. watching her. And again, the way I was raised. And then like, literally, I think I've had a job since I was like 15. It's, it, I mean, it's, you know, as soon as I was old enough to work, I worked at mm-hmm. the mall. And even before that, I think I worked at little summer camps here and there. So again, it just in my upbringing and just being used to always being busy. And I think, you know, so as I got older, you know, I'm always never complacent. I'm always kind of like, okay, what can I do? What can I do? What can I do? Where can I take this? And so I think that's where it comes from.
0: Yeah. And before you met Harry, your husband, you shared with me the story, your love story, literally. And I just think it's one of the sweetest ones that I've heard and also something that's funny as well. So can you share a little bit about that with us?
1: I will. I actually met my husband and it's, it's, it's a funny story, but then sometimes I get kind of embarrassed, <laughs> but I, I love it. I met my husband while I was dancing and cheering professionally. So it was mm-hmm. my first season uh, cheering, dancing with the NFL, and it was his first season also in the NFL. And we We're both here in our hometowns, uh, the Atlanta Falcons. So we were both working with that organization. And coincidentally, my godbrother went to college with him and played football with him at the University of Louisville. So we were actually at an event. And I was, you know, working as a cheerleader. And uh, we were kind of serving the audience. And it was one of those interactive events where the fans can kind of mix and mingle with the, the players and they're able to kind of interview. And so the cheerleaders were kind of the liaison in between. And we asked questions. And one of the questions was directed to uh, Harry, my husband. And it was about what college you went to. And so immediately, I'm like, wait, you went to University of Louisville? And he's like, yeah, I did. And I'm like, okay, you know, my brother then. And he was like, what? That's your brother? I don't believe it. And so literally, I think after we left the event, maybe like five minutes later, my phone starts ringing off the hook. And it's my god brother, and he's like, "Oh my god, you just met my teammate, and he's like literally in love with you. Like he thinks you're amazing." And I'm like, "What? That is super weird, kind of creepyish." But, um, and so we didn't hit it off at first. Um, I think mainly number one, I'm one of those people that are kind of by the book, and one of those mm-hmm. like a good girl. And as a cheerleader, it is forbidden for us to fraternize with the players, and so I just really did not want to be a w- rule breaker. And he didn't really seem like my my type. So I was just like, you know what? I don't want to go down this road. But short story, um, my godbrother talked him up. Oh, he's funny. He's a really good guy. He's so sweet. I think you guys would be along great. So I finally gave him a chance. And the rest is history.
0: The rest is history. And here you are now with kids running your own business. And something that I know that you probably get asked like, all of the time, is that how do you actually hold all of this together? I know for sure it's not easy and simple running um, one business full-time. So I couldn't imagine at this stage, um, you know, running over three. So for those people out there that are like desiring to Pursue their passion um, and really wanting to make it work for themselves. Like, what would you tell them? Like, what were your first steps in really like making the businesses happen for yourself?
1: Well, it's definitely not easy, like you said. Um, and what I've found is that sometimes there's not a perfect balance, and that's okay. Like, I think mm-hmm. when I first started out and I was trying to do all these things, I just kind of felt. Almost almost like not like I was failing, but I just didn't feel right about it because there I'm used to things being structured and being a certain way and living up to my own expectation. And that's what I had to realize. Like, it's not always how you think it's going to be and, and at some aspects and some different life stages, you know, as you go through different things, it's a juggling act. Sometimes, you know, you you have to just kind of juggle things around and manage. And uh, so my advice is don't be afraid to ask for help. Um, And again, I'll, you know, refer back to my mom. I was lucky enough to have my mom as a mentor. So that kind of helped me to get my feet wet and to, you know, I opened my first business at at age 20 but she was my business partner so i kind of mm-hmm. was able, she was able to take me under her wing and kind of show me the ropes so mm-hmm. i think a lot of times we want to be superwoman which sometimes i am and some days i'm not but i have to tell myself yeah. you know, even clark clint clark clark kent you know he wasn't superman every day mm-hmm. um you know sometimes you know it's okay if you need help and that was a big thing for me uh just because i don't like to ask anybody for anything and i you know you just want to feel that sense of self-accomplishment, like you did it. And I had to realize that that it's okay. It's okay to ask for help and to definitely use your, resource, your resources and work smarter and not harder. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I also always tell people um, to have a tribe or a village. Um, that you can kind of count on and go to for advice and also just to help you with life things. You know, for me, I wouldn't be able to balance and have as much as I have going on without a team of people around me. And that's not just on the business side, but just in my personal life as well. We're really close knit family um, in my family and my husband's family as well. And so even with them, just helping with the kids. Something as simple as that, you know, it's just really important to have a tribe or a village or a group of people around you that support you and have similar vision and mindset and are able to kind of just push you and just, you know, pick you up when you're down and just, you know, lend a hand. And so that was something Mm -hmm. to learn. And it took me a while to learn that. just to work smarter and not harder and use your resources and to establish, you know, again, a village and a group of people that you can depend on and count on.
0: Yeah. I love your honesty around balance because I always say that there is no, if you're an entrepreneur, there's no such thing as balance. And I, I, like to say it more as like, there's different seasons of my life. Like there's going to be seasons where I am in launch mode. There's going to be seasons where I am on vacation mode. There's going to be these different seasons, but am I in balance every single day? Not at all. You know, some nights I'm sat here working till like 9 PM to make sure that, you know, I'm with my, with my American clients and, you know, vice versa with things as well. For me, if I can trust that there's different seasons rather than there being, um, like a balance every single day, that just gives me freedom in itself. Like just even, just even that being okay. Like knowing that it doesn't need to be every single day that, you know, that there's family, partner, business and and bring everyone else. Um, and I think having other people around you that appreciate and respect that as well. Um, they that relates to the tribe that you were speaking about, like my family's really understanding that I'm not going to be available throughout the week. And my partner's understanding that I can't do everything. Um, and I just love how honest you were with, you know, the balance side, because everyone's always like, have perfect balance. And it's just like, mm. no, impossible. I, that's why I just, sometimes I just, the best way to describe it
1: is a juggling act. Like seriously, yeah. like, some days, you know, some days I feel like, oh my God, I'm superwoman Like I can take on five more things on my plate. And then some days, mm. like, oh my God, what was I thinking? Like, this is really overwhelming.
0: Right. And you've just got to let that be. I um, know that know that if you get things completed one day or even, you know, later on, or it even goes into the next day, like that's okay. Um, but also understanding as a woman, like how much you can bring on um, and how much support you should also be opening, open, open to, um, receiving as well, because, you know, women do feel like they have to do it all on their, own and that is about working harder and not smarter. Like the people that go fast, they they go fast together. Um so it's so important to have a team, like you said, not just in business but at home as well. Like really being able to to support you. I know if like home's okay, um I feel like a lot more confident and comfortable in my in my business um as well. So thank you for thank you for sharing that. So I know also that people um, that are listening to this either want to start or step fully into running their own business, like creating something for themselves, having that financial independence. But at the same time, they feel like I need to sacrifice myself short term um, in order to be with and support my partner. What was your business set up like when you um you know when you were with Harry and what were the first steps that you took to actually making that happen for yourself? I know you said you had amazing mentorship because you had your mum around you, but still at the same time you're an individual person, you know, married um and with um an athlete and that also comes with a hexic lifestyle. So let's just say so what were your steps for creating that for yourself?
1: Well again I was really lucky. I actually started my business before I met my husband, so mm. I felt like I already, you know, had some sort of, you know, structure or setup or some type of identity outside of him. I was dancing and cheering professionally already, um which is a it's a hobby but it it was a job as well. And then I had the dance studio that i had started with my mom so i think that definitely helped me because i had already had something before but sometimes it just doesn't work like that a lot of people you know they meet really young and you're still learning yourself and you're still growing and you don't have that opportunity Mm um so for me i did i and that was one thing that i think my husband was drawn to me is the fact that i did have my own thing going and i wasn't um as he likes to call it stuck up his butt (laughs) um but again i was really supportive but again I had my own thing going and I was able to kind of step away when I needed to step away. Um, But I will say, though, after we got married and after we were together, I did for a second feel like I was kind of losing myself, so to speak, or having to sacrifice my business or my outside identity um, for him. One Mm -hmm. thing that was a big one for me is And I'm not going to put it all on him. It was a personal choice. But I decided to stop dancing, cheering professionally when we got together. And that was a part of, you know, for me, my lifestyle. And I had been doing it for years. It was something I loved. And um, we just got to a point where when I was dancing in the NBA, the basketball schedule was opposite of football schedule, which is, you know, the sport that he played. And so when he was in the off season, I would be super busy with games multiple times a week. And, you know, during the season, I'm supporting him. I'm at every game. And then during the off season, I'm busy, but it's like he wants to spend time. So that was definitely a struggle. And I really had to sit back and kind of just evaluate. And at that point, I think we were engaged. And I just said, you know, what? if we're going to be moving forward and I'm going to be stepping up as a wife, then this is something that I'm going to have to put on the back burner. Um, And that was just for that. But again, that was more like a hobby for me. And for me, it was an easier decision because I had done it for years. So I kind of felt like I was plateauing out anyway. Mm. So I was like, you know what, I've had a wonderful experience. I've been dancing, you know, almost eight years, you know, this is, you know, been a wonderful milestone, you know, in my life. And so I just felt like it was time to kind of make the next step and make the next jump. And so that's what I did. So I retired from that. Um, I still had my dance studio studio the entire time. And then another transition was when we moved to Nashville. My studio is located in Atlanta. So when my husband got picked up by the Tennessee Titans, we had to move. We still kept our house here, but I spent the majority of my time in Nashville with him. And so that was also, you know, a little different and just trying to kind of balance that out it was a little stressful at first but again i had a really good support system and village and team here so mm-hmm. i felt a little bit more confident with leaving my business here and working from nashville and i would just you know i would go back and forth i would work you know over the phone and through emails and that sort of thing and i would just come in maybe like twice a month i would drive back And just you know make sure everything was running smoothly and going well Um, but again i think you just have to kind of know yourself know what it is you want to do know about your business and kind of make those hard decisions um the other thing i also did um was when we went to nashville i started another business i opened a clothing boutique and for me this is something that i'm still working on and this is advice that i would give to anyone that wants to start a business as a step i would say don't wait for things to be perfect or the perfect moment or that perfect alignment or you know i'm I, i'm an overthinker and that's something that i'm working on i'm a procrastinator and an overthinker which is double bad but um for me i i just. In my mind, I just had this expectation or this vision that things would be perfectly aligned and I would know when was the right time for me to venture out and do whatever business things I wanted to do or goals I had. And then finally, I realized, you know, when we moved to Nashville, like, you know, that definitely was not in my plan to, you know, we were both born and raised here in Atlanta. I thought we could retire here in Atlanta. He would spend his whole career here, you know. And that didn't happen. So I kind of had to, you know, okay, well, it's not going to be perfect. Just jump. Just go for it. You know, just stop waiting for this, this perfect moment, this perfect alignment, and just go for it. And sometimes I would have to say that's the first step. You know, like, don't wait for everything to be perfect on one end because it, it, it may never be perfect. It probably isn't in actuality going to be perfect. So just go for it and just jump. So I would say that's the first step. Especially if you're dating or you know your significant other or married is an athlete, because of their schedule and just everything that they have going on, there's probably never going to be a perfect moment. So if you have goals, if you have a business plan or you have something that you want to do, the first step I would say is just put a plan in motion and just go for it. whether you know and if you fail, you fail. you sink, you sink. you know you can just try again. And that would be my advice.
0: Now, before we move further into this episode, I wanted to share with you that the doors to my brand new program, the Trophy Life Academy, are now open. I know, exciting times. This is a six-month coaching and mentoring program for women with successful partners who are ready to prioritize themselves and their own entrepreneurial goals. The Trophy Life Academy is going to support you in successfully stepping into your power, scaling your business to 10K months, and taking your relationships to new heights. I mean, who doesn't want that? You're going to be receiving high-level coaching and mentoring from me, myself, and I. Lifetime access to a membership suite, which is full of all things that you're going to need to get yourself to where you want to be. It is split into three departments, reality, riches, and relationships. As well as all of this good stuff, you're going to have access to a private community where you'll be able to ask your further questions and gain feedback from myself and the team in between your coaching calls. Now, inside of this community, you're also going to be able to connect with other incredible trophy lifers from around the world. So we've got to make sure that inside this program, there are only women that are fully going for it. In order to learn more about the Trophy Life Academy and to see if it is for you, I invite you to book in a call with me at www.isabellalevy.com forward slash talk. From there, we're going to be able to get you booked in with a call and see if the program is a perfect fit for you. Yeah, I agree. I think that women just really need to first get out of their own way you know, like we can strive for perfection. And I think that women just get in their own way by overthinking and going over things in their head. And what I heard from you was like, number one, it's a choice to be in a relationship with um, a pro athlete. Like, you know what comes with that. And you said that you you made that decision to to be with him, but then you made a choice around what you were happy to let go of in that moment, but it was still a choice and a decision for you. Then you also said that you picked progression over perfection. Like you didn't wait for that perfect moment. And I agree, there is never a perfect moment. And actually my biggest successes have always come from when I like put something together and was just like, ah, I don't know how this is going to work, but it worked. Um, And then make it work like you moved, you were still running the business. You were doing it in a way that, yeah, you weren't used to it. It was new to you, but I'm sure you learned new skills along the way. And then you set up a, another business. So for me, it's just when women do get out of their own way and they don't allow their excuses to hold them back and they don't overthink on them. And like you said, you just jump and you dive on in. They're the women that really do create success for themselves. And I've been speaking to um, a lot of women at the moment, Kiara, and it's like a really big difference between wanting something and then making it a must. Like for me, my success was a must because I wanted to pursue my purpose. I knew that God had a calling on my life and therefore that's what I'm here to fulfill. And what's the point in living if I'm not going to do that? But the more I speak to partners of, of pro athletes, it really is supporting them and seeing the difference between it can't just be a want. You've got to make it a must and move forward through that. If you were speaking to, um, you know, a woman that was in the world at the moment and she was really in between of, I want this so bad, but I just don't know really how to make it a must for myself. What would you say to that person being on the other side of it? Like, Hey, I'm here. I've got my own stuff going on. um, and I'm super successful in it.
1: I would say, first things first, find your why, find mm. your why, establish your, again, own identity outside of, you know, your relationship or that sort of thing. And just sometimes just find your own identity outside of other people's expectations for you. I think, you know, as a quote unquote trophy wife or, you know, A wag. It's just there's a lot of expectation that's placed on you, and there's a lot of stereotyping and that sort of thing that goes on. And I think it's important for you to find your identity outside of that. Um, Find your why, find your purpose, and find your passion. Um, So that is what I would say that that is the first thing that you need to do is just establish that and then just kind of sit back and weigh that out figure out what path it is that you think you want to take and again make a plan and act on it.
0: The when you when you said about really sitting back and making the plan, what came to me was that you also have to make sure that the consequences of not going after your purpose and living out your passions have got to be way more stronger than the benefits of the story that you are currently living in. Um, Because the truth is not for all clubs and not for all players, because of course, everyone is different. But if I desire to take a step back, I mean, I don't think that we would be able to to live as comfortably as as we do. And I wouldn't be able to have all my wants and desires met, Um, but I would get my needs met. And women are also used to getting their needs met um, and then they think that that's okay because the brain is cultivated to, of course, survive. And we have to really train it um, to thrive. And I think that the only way we do that is by taking action and being like, hey, this uncomfort zone feels pretty um, scary, but amazing things come from it. And then you start to trust yourself even more More So I know that you must have that in you from moving, opening up the the next business and continuing to open up businesses that you're never going to feel ready, right?
1: No, never. I still don't. I'm actually, you know, it was funny that you said earlier, and I completely agree that you go through different stages in life and they're just different phases that you, you know, deal with. And sometimes you may be up, sometimes you may be down. Sometimes you may, you know, feel like you're on top of the world with managing and keeping everything in a cycle. But I am in a transition period now where it's like, Mm -hmm. sometimes, and sometimes I will say, sometimes you do kind of have to take a step back, but just, you know, to mentally, you know, get yourself together and make a plan and figure out what you want to do. And also self-care, like that's, tremendously important. And that was something that I, you know, had to learn. It took me years to realize, you know, well, at first, you know, of course, when it was just me and my husband and my businesses, you know, you have plenty of time to do whatever. But when you put kids in the equation and then multiple businesses on top of that, then it gets a little hard to just take time for yourself. And I think that is—that's kind of where I am now. Where I was before the whole COVID nineteen thing struck, I had just gotten into, you know, one ending one phase of my life. I was doing reality TV, and um, I did that, and then I was fresh off of opening a new business, and then I got pregnant unexpectedly. And got really sick and I just said, you know, Chiara's plan didn't go to plan. no, it never works that way. And I, you know, it was funny. I actually, I actually, and I'm I'm kind of this is this is bad to say, but I'm just gonna be perfectly honest, just put it out there. When I found out I was pregnant, like literally I cried. Like I was upset and I really had to go back to God and be like, God forgive me. You know, like thank you so much for this blessing. This is amazing. I'm not gonna take it for granted. But it cause I just thought about how many people aren't able to, you know to have that blessing of being able to carry a child or people that are trying. And then here I am crying that I'm pregnant. Like, no. Um, So I really had to go back and backtrack and rethink things. Like how dare I be ungrateful, um, you know, that this is happening just because it's not happening when I wanted to, or what was in my plan. And so, yeah, I, that happened. And that really just, totally shifted everything that I had or what I thought I was, you know, I had the next couple of years mapped out. I did want another baby, but it was further down the line. Um, and so again, things don't go to plan. And so that was a beginning of my transition. You know, I got really sick with the baby and I wasn't able to operate the way I would normally operate. And then I had just opened a new business. I think the month before I found out I was pregnant. And so for me, I just had to sit back and say, you know what? I'm not going to try to kill myself. You know, I'm not feeling well. I have another life inside of me. That's really important that I'm, you know, I'm going to just take this season and I'm going to rest. And I'm going to really just re-up and revamp and rethink and restructure my life, my businesses and everything. So I, you know, it was just coming out of that season to where I was finally getting back into my groove, get into getting into being myself, feeling like I, you know, like Superwoman again, like I can, you know, do so many things. I, you know, I had talked earlier about not being afraid to ask for help and, you know, using your village. I actually had ventured out and finally, you know, got a nanny part-time, which I never thought I would do. I'm one of those people like, no, I don't need a nanny. I'm not getting a nanny. So I had finally got a part-time nanny and was really taking that extra time to do things for myself and to, you know, just replenish myself and pour back into myself. I had started back taking some dance classes recreationally just for myself for fun. I had started, you know, doing those little things like going to get my hair and nails done every week, you know, things that I had missed doing for so long. And so I think that's that is really important. And again, just know know what season you're in and know what you know, there are different transitions and seasons that you go through. And it's OK. Like it's OK. It may not be your season to you know, fulfill all of your dreams and check off everything off your list. But you can definitely, even when you are resting or taking a step back, you can still work through that. Like, even when I took a step back, I still was planning out what my next move was going to be when I was finally up and ready to do so. Um, Mm -hmm. I still was writing down my goals and figuring out how to restructure things. So again, don't be discouraged if it's, you know, if you don't feel like it's not your season or if there is something holding you back. I know a lot of times, uh, women that travel with their spouses or move around a lot, they feel like that is, you know, a deterrent or something that they, you know, they can't do what they want to do because they're constantly on the move. And I, I completely understand that. I get it. Um, it's, it's hard, but again, don't let that deterrent just totally keep you from doing what it is that you want to do. You know, like even if you can't do it at that exact moment, like be making plans so that you can just, again, jump when you feel it.
0: Amen. So that I, the self-care is just top priority, just because I know that I pour so much into my partner, my clients, my audience, my community. And if I'm not overflowing, then they're not getting the best of me. And when you said really to take a step back I also heard something yesterday um about like God really needing the time to to work in you. You know, we're so used to to praying uh and speaking to God but are we allowing God time to speak to us? Like are we taking that step back for God to also um do his magic and then for us to um work on that. So scheduling in self-care time is key and something that I do is Well, through quarantine, I've not really been able to to do it. Um, But something that I always usually do is like my nail appointments and my hair appointments are already booked out like three months in advance. So like, I know that is my time and I'm doing that. That's really smart.
1: That's really smart. I have to
0: idea. Yeah, you've got to do that. And then also a massage a month is essential. Yes, I love getting a massage, but also because I know that the rejuvenating feeling afterwards just makes me feel really good. Um, and I take two hours to myself every single morning. I know, I know, I've not got kids. It's fine, I'll <laughs> get there. <laughs> don't throw a shade at me. No, that's um, I amazing. I I, yeah. I I that is amazing.
1: I I ooh, I remember those days and I <laughs> I I hope to get back to that very soon. But yeah, oh, Kiara, you know I've how been scared, been scared I am.
0: To, what did you say? I've been
1: taking my time at night. That's mm. what I've been doing. like I well through this this now, you know, the whole lockdown and quarantine, I have at a certain time, I just give my husband the kids. I'm like, okay, I'm off duty. It's 9:30 and I'm off duty. I don't care if the kids are asleep or not. Here you are have fun. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go take a nice, long, hot shower. I'm going to go read a book. I'm going to go catch Mm -hmm. up on work. I'm going to go. So yeah, I I will say, especially during this quarantine, that's one thing, you know, again, like I said, I was just getting back into my groove of self-care and then this hit. And then I went the first, I think like two weeks, two or three weeks just with the kids nonstop. And I thought I was going to lose my mind. And then I just said, you know what? No, Mm -hmm. I thought we've got to have some kind of schedule or structure or something going on because I won't at this rate, I'm not going to make it. And so that's when I implemented. I'm like, okay, so I have to at least have an hour or two to myself. Okay. And yeah. Okay. It's fine. and To his credit, he has been tremendously helpful, like washing dishes and cooking and doing laundry. So it's been working out.
0: Good. That was the next question I actually had for you. I know that you say that Harry's always super supportive of everything that you do. And I was going to say, like, is there anything that you guys literally put into place for things to, to, to run smoothly that maybe the listeners can adopt?
1: I would just say, um, I think sometimes, again, we kind of stereotype what a man's role is versus what a woman's role is. And for us, we don't have those traditional roles. I mean, I, of course, I try to, I'm the caretaker of the kids because let's face it, he's his nerves are shot. Like I don't think he can handle, I don't think he can handle them all day by himself. But I mean, just traditional roles, like he'll cook or he'll clean or he'll do the dishes. And, you know, typically sometimes you think, Oh, a man's not supposed to do that, you know, or he brings, he pays the bills. That's another reason why I, you know, I hate hearing that. Um, So it's almost like people put this expectation of what you, you know, as a wife or as the woman of the household have to do. And so I say, just do what works for you and your, and your spouse you and your mate and you and your family. And sometimes, you know, if that can intertwine or you guys can work out different roles that maybe aren't necessarily the traditional roles or if, because to be honest, I hate to say this. I hope my husband doesn't hear this. My husband is a better cook than I am. Okay, so I I don't mind
0: him doing <laughs> something. You that. could just see the competitive nature in Kiara. Yes. Coddy. You could just see I, it shine through. A I, no, I don't, don't
1: tell him that I said it, but... <laughs> You know, he's been become the chef of the family during quarantine. And so I would just say, don't feel like you have to have set like boundaries and roles, you know, but really just, you know, it's okay to let each other do things and help each other out.
0: Yep. I hear you completely. Something that me and my partner do because our housekeeper usually does come three times a week because that just keeps me sane and I know that everything is done um, but obviously she wasn't able to come and then you know there I was staring at Kenji like okay <laughs> it's time to create some um, you know rules rules in here um, and we actually sat down and it was so refreshing and I just feel like we also found like a newfound respect for each other because Kenji Of course, I went to train every single day. So he saw that I worked, but I don't think that he saw the intensity of it um, until he was literally there feeling like he couldn't even come into the room because I was on calls, you know, all day, every day, which is what I do. So something that we actually did was, you know, if you see me doing something then you're going to help with that. And also if you see that things need doing, then you need to move forward and do that in order for me to have the energy to do that in other things as well. So we did put things in place. Like, you know, I would put the washing in and he would take it out and like put, hang it out in the sun. Then I would bring it, then I would bring it in. Um, there's just certain things that for us, we needed to create a new routine because Kenji's not used to, used to that. Like, His mum always took care of him. I then took care of him. I started a business. Then I got like a housekeeper. And then it was like this time. Um, And it's really, he's really manned up on it. And um, it makes me feel so good. And it makes me feel more appreciative because I can see, oh, he's just done that because he knows that I am doing something. Um, And it also makes me feel like I'm not taken for granted. Um, And also that I don't take him for granted um, as well. So I love everything that you have shared. Um, What's next for you then? I know that you said that you are through this transition and you were just moving out of it and then COVID-19 had other plans for you. But yeah, what's that next level vision for you?
1: Well, um, I am really just trying to revamp and rebuild my S2, my S2 the brand. And again, that's a... um, business that i do with my sister i have a younger sister ariel um she's also involved with my dance studio side of the business so we've been we've been we've been doing business together for a while now but after we did the wags atlanta reality show we really just wanted a way to portray sisterhood in a positive light Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: just to kind of you know push woman empowerment and that sort of thing so we kind of came up with the s to the brand and then we wanted something closely related to what we already do so we decided to do athleisure and athletic wear and that sort of thing. So we're currently revamping that. So look out for that soon. Um, We want to, again, we were trying to push that right before the evil COVID came and uh, interrupted our plans. So right now we're working on revamping that and getting that up. Um, I do have a couple other projects on my plate, but I'm, again, I've been working on, um, you know, just producing some things outside of myself. Yeah. I found that I, I really enjoy. I mean, I'm a creative. So, you know, I'm able to use those creative juices in the dance studio, just like with choreography and costumings and productions and that sort of thing and concepts. Um, so I really just found that I like that. So I've been doing a, a, that a little bit on when I have time. I mean, whenever, you know. <laughs> You probably wouldn't think I had the time, but I did that. I was doing that a little bit before COVID started. So, yeah, I'm just working on that sort of thing. And again, I'm coming out of a big transition. So, again, just trying to get back to doing me and getting ready to jump again into something else.
0: Well, we for sure know that you are good. Uh, all of that thank you so much for being here and sharing with myself the listeners how you really do this all honestly i really respect you and i admire everything that you do juggle because i know it is a juggle and i know that can be tiring at times but you really do an amazing job and you can see it just through your work and everything that you do so where can my podcast listeners connect with you further
1: you can connect with me on instagram my instagram name is miss kiera m-i-s-s-k-i-e-r-r-a-a
0: awesome as always guys the links will be posted in the description below as well so we will see you next time